Life is busy, new job and all that jazz. Life is busy, my friend. Are you uh, embracing the busyness or are you resenting the busyness? A little of both. Yeah. I got kind of used to doing nothing. It's not so terrible, huh? Especially when yeah. you got a family. And then you run out of money. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that happens. Fast! Mm-hmm. Fast. All right, you like our new logo? Money. Is that on your shirt? No, no. No, I see it. I like it. Jim in the cup. In the cup. Although Mark put Dr. Roto Media Network in tiny little letters. Oh, no. Yeah, I can't even see it. Oh, God. So I think I need to get rid of that. Renegade. But, but for now, I'm going to leave it because I don't feel like changing anything right now. All right. Nor should you. Got to make our banners. Got to make our folders. Let's rock and roll, bro. Where are we at here? We're at. This is. Uh, and uh, we don't want a banner. We don't. We don't need that. We don't need that. I'm just gonna make a banner that says, "Open Championship." Champion. Of Royal Saint George. Jorge's. Royal Saint George. Help if I spell championship right. Is it always at Royal St. George's or does it rotate? Oh, it rotates. All right. Add banner. Boom. The Open Championship. Royal St. George. Boom. 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 Yes. Boom. Yes. Boom. Let's go. Bam. Um. Okay, course breakdown, all that jazz. Three favorites, oh, yeah. nine thousand and above. Three oh. favorites, seven and eight. Okay. And a couple of value picks. Okay. Keep it quick. I'm sure we'll talk through some shit as we go, but that sounds tight. like a good starting point. Yeah. Tight. Mm -hmm. Tight. Toit like Keep a toit. Toit. I dig it. All right, are we ready? Yup. Uh, jokes on you. We've already been recording. I'm just going to edit it later. Oh, fair enough. Oh, oh, let me get a little bit more comfortable with my setting here. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Do we have an intro song or are we just going? Oh, uh, we got a five second intro. intro. Countdown. Very good. Here we go. I'm going to do our dude. Woo! It's a major week, my friend. I am Johnny Danger with me, Mr. Adam White. We are in the cup on behalf of DrRoto.com, your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Man, it's open time. It's open time. Some would say it's the majorest of weeks, given that it's like the closest thing we have to a World Open Championship. It's true, man. exciting, dude. We are um, having fun. DrRoto.com, just getting launched, up and going. You can catch all kinds of amazing content on here, seasonal, daily. We've got all the tools you need. We got projections. We got lineup optimizers. We got lineup builders. We have premium Discord for members only. Access to us, the staff, right here, drrove.com. Are you excited? I couldn't possibly be more excited, actually. Yeah. 
What's in your cup tonight? I'm absolutely loving it. I'm glad that you asked, sir, because um, I am drinking the one and only, the Uncola 7-Up. Confused, but... Okay, hey, look, it had a satisfying crack. Look, there's no beer in the house. I looked. It's it's empty. What kind of beer guy are you? Not a good one, apparently. Not a good one. But what is in your cup? I've got one from the delicious uh, brewers of the place that's next to the place I work. I enjoy that. They make good stuff. Well, I'm uh, glad to hear you have something in the cup. It's a grapefruit IPL, and it's quite delicious. Seven and a half percent, so I'm not going to drink too fast. Well, that sounds wonderful, my friend. Well, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the Open Championship coming to at to coming to at us coming at us from Royal St George in the United Kingdom. Tell us about it. We are in England. We're at Royal St. George's. Uh, it's typically a pretty, it's got mixed reviews. Let's put it that way from the players. Um, so Royal St. George's is about a par, it's about a 7,200 yard par 70. We've only got two par fives this week. So your par four specialists are going to be in high demand. Um, in 2011, Mr. Darren Clark won his first and only major. I think it's safe to say he is not going to go the Phil Mickelson route with his fat ass and win a major in his 50s. Hmm. Um, he's pretty much done with that stuff, but he won his only major there. Starts me thinking about maybe it's Lee Westwood's time and the twilight of his career and all that good stuff because he's won, he's played too many majors not to win one. Um, but long story short, we've got a lot of gorse, we've got a lot of heather, we've got a lot of uh, twists and turns around this golf course, and we've got a lot of par fours between kind of 450 and 500 yards. So in typical British uh, standing, this is probably not going to be very low scoring. I think uh, there was one like double digit negative winner. That was what Norman at like 13 under at this course. Yeah. And and everyone else has been five under or, you know, closer to even par. So yeah, for me, it's more about bogey avoidance than it is about birdie or better. Very much about bogey avoidance. Um, If you're going to, have players near the top of the leaderboard at the end of the week. It's going to be the guys who avoid those big numbers throughout the week. But it's just a different style of golf. You know, I'm looking at completely different players than we normally do week in, week out in the States because it's uh, it's much more of a patience game over there. You've got to use your creativity on how to kind of work the ball on the ground. And there's a lot of pot bunkers out there around the greens. So guys that are not so good around the greens, um, I'm kind of steering away from for the most part this week. Awesome. My favorite stat is in play. Arg. Arg. Around Arg, the is, Arg is strongly in play this week. I think no matter who you are, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a day where you miss seven, eight, nine greens and you have to get up and down um to, to kind of keep your round going. So I'm looking at some guys who are a little bit more on the grinder side than the bombers and gougers. So I was kind of looking into this course a little bit, and it seems like it's pretty wet. It's not going to roll much. The the greens are going to be firm. Um, I think, you know, you're always going to have love for the distance drivers, right? They've really kind of made their mark into the PGA, the guys that can just bomb it out there. Uh, but losing that roll kind of evens out the field. That is one thing that I've consistently been hearing, As the course is a lot more lush. It's a lot more green. It's going to be landing softer and not – you're not going to be playing these shots with 40 yards running to the green like like you maybe would in other years. That being said, it's still a link-style course, so it's a different style of golf than what you're used to in the States um, or even as compared to any other major. So you're still looking at some different types of players, but you're right. It's playing a little softer, so that does change the strategy a little bit, which we'll get into. 
So I was kind of looking through the wind as well. We'll touch on that basically. The the Indeed. opening the opening half of tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be sustained about 15 miles per hour in gusts of up to 20 to 25. And it's going to settle down after that um, a little bit and kind of just hover in that 12 to 14 mile per hour the rest of the week. So are you avoiding the whole week of the people who are kicking off early tomorrow or just in like your first round bets? Well, there does. Now that we're close to the to the first time, um, it's Wednesday, which I'm grateful for because we can actually get a better handle on this. But it looks like there's a bit of a wave advantage for the PM AM wave, wave which you were kind of getting yeah. at. So I do like, I'm definitely making some PM Thursday, AM Friday stacks um, because it's it's pronounced. Like the, the years where a certain wave gets screwed by the weather, the scoring average can change like four, five, six shots around. Yeah. Like from PM wave to AM wave, it can be five, six shots different in the same day which is crazy to think about, but you can so, get through in a hurry if you lock yourself into certain places. I mean, these guys are pros, and a lot of these guys play in wind quite a bit. So, like, I'm not terribly worried when it's, like, 12 to 14 mile per hour sustained winds, but then no. when you get those gusts, that's – and what I'm hearing is that's going to be the morning time. So kind of trying to fade the AM guys a little bit. That's not exactly. totally because I think the rest of the three rounds are going to be a little bit more normalized. But. If, it's, if it's sustained, you can predict it, you can plan for it, but when it gets to be – you know, up and down where it's 10, 15 miles an hour when you plan your shot and you get over the ball and it gusts 25, that's when it causes you to completely rethink things. Um, sure. So, yeah, these the wave advantage is definitely there. I like it. All right, so you know we like to build our models. This week I did it without you because, you know, you ignored me yesterday, but, you know, that's cool. Um, so I went with uh, driving distance, fairways gained, bogeys avoided, approach and arc. That's where right. I said it up. We talked about that pre-show. I actually like all of those. I'm, I'm always cool with strokes gained approach in any tournament, but I think it's going to be less important this week than most weeks. That's for it sure. is the one that I put down at the least weighted. So I weighted fairways gained a lot because I feel like the people who are going to keep it straight are going to have a nice advantage. Stay away from those bunkers. Um, and then ARG after that, because around the green play, I think it's going to be very important here. Critical. So I'll tell you, it spit out some funny names, as we talked about briefly. <laughs> but um, the guys I like right up top, let's get right into it. Let's get into the yeah. 9,000 and up from DraftKings. I'm not shying away from John Rahm at 11-3, not even a bit. I think this course fits his game. I like him. He's hot. I can't get away from that 11-3. I don't know if um, you remember the podcast that we would do where I would just say John Rahm is going to be world number one, and it's probably not going to be for a short period of time. Like I've been really high on Rahm for a really long time, yep. as have many people that follow golf closely. He's just that damn good. And everyone kind of knew his time was coming where it would click, and he would have that stretch where it's like, oh, he's announcing himself as the clear-cut best player in the world, and I think it's here. So I can't I can't really hate the love for John Rahm up top. Um, and honestly, 11-3 is not that expensive. For the top player in the field, it's not that expensive. As well as he's been playing, it's hard to fade him. But why don't we get to some guys that we like beneath him? We talked about doing three. He's not going to be one of my three above 9K. I'll tell you mine. How's that? 
Go for it. I'm going John Rahm. I just like him. The only other guy in the 10 and up I like is Xander. I like Xander a lot. I, I just feel he's not going to win, but I could see him like fifth. And I just I, I think he's going to compete here. So I like that. I know I need to quit saying I think. I'm going like, to think anyways. Uh, my other guy I really, really liked in the 9K. Louis? I lost my train of thought. No, I thought about it, but I didn't want you to call me out of that. Uh, Victor Hovland. I'm with Victor. Victor's my other guy. Those are my three guys in the 9K and above. Tell me why I'm wrong. Victor, could, you like to well, do. <laughs> Victor could strike. He could ball strike his way to uh, to a great finish. The thing with Victor, he hasn't played a lot of Lynx golf. He doesn't have a great short game. It's It's improved, but it's not great by the standards of this field. Um, and I think you're going to need, you're going to need to, to make some tough up and downs to win this week, or at least to get to your, to where he needs to get to, to hit value. So, well, I'll tell I you, like you know, he does not, he doesn't check the box and around the green. He doesn't, but he's top 10 in bogeys avoidance. He does. He, he avoids mistakes. That's, see, I think Victor's going to have, he'll have a chance if he just, if he just ball strikes his way around and he's. Kind of strategizing his way around the course, I could see him. Uh, I mean, he's see top twenty-five percent in fairways gained. Yeah, he's no, top twenty-five was... in approach. He's top ten in bogeys avoided. The only thing he's really, you know, he just needs to be on the green because if he misses the green, that's where he's kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah, I just I get the feeling he's going to miss the green on the wrong side a little too often. He's a he's a hyper aggressive player, and this this type of setup. It just lends itself to the guys who have a little more patience. So I think guys with that with that aggressive mentality, like your like your Victors, your Morikawas, um, even Scotty Shuffler, like these guys are going to make they're going to make some birdies. But I think the big mistakes are going to cost them, and I'm kind of fading that style of player. Almost called out Justin Thomas, but I just decided to be more creative. Yeah, I mean JT. He's a good value down in the 9K range. You don't see him down here very often. And seeing him at 96, I mean, who would have thought, before the season started, who would have thought in a major he'd be priced below Jordan Spieth? Spieth's been on a tear, and, and Thomas has been struggling by his standards. So Spieth's a good value. ownership at the list I'm looking at, by the way, is number one at almost 20%. Yeah, and that's he's one of the three guys that I, I'm going to select in the, in the 9K and up range. Well, go ahead. Wait, Tell me about it. You're not going to argue with me on Rom and Xander, are you? Uh, no, like Rom, I can't argue with you. But I want to give I want to give some more uh, interesting names. So, Shoffley, I definitely love Xander. I love Speed. The guys that I've had most of my lineups are Speed, Shoffley, and Trell Hatton. Hatton at the bottom of the nine K range. I like I like Hatton. He's I don't want to say he's due because nobody's ever due, but. He's an Englishman. I think if an Englishman can contend until the very end, it's going to be him. And I think he's he's had enough sustained success and had enough um, contention in majors and big events that he's just he's a great ball striker and he loves playing in the wind. I think uh, it's time for him to shine in one of these big events. And nine K is a good price for him. It would surprise no one to see him top five this week. I can see that. I can see that. 
I don't have him. He's start. got a solid. You're gonna, you're gonna make me think about him now. I don't have him start, and I don't like it. I don't like that you got me thinking about that. For me, I'm I'm a big guy right underneath the nine K range. I like the AK a lot. I mean, I think yeah. I want guys that do everything pretty well. Um, so Spieth, outside of driving the ball sometimes, but I think Spieth can club down. He can hit his fairway wood, his hybrid off the tees and play to his strengths. Spieth just gets on rolls, and he puts he puts British Open greens, slower greens really well uh, with his stroke. So I like Spieth a lot. I don't care that he's chalk. I'll take it, and I'll differentiate down below. Yeah, speaking of below that, I start right my lineup right off with Cantlay. I I just have a gut feeling about him. I have a gut feeling about him coming through. I mean, he's so good at bogeys avoiding. He's so good around the green. His short iron game is just great. And he's not a bad distance driver. He's not in the top, you know, crew of the distance drivers, but he keeps it out there. Yeah, but and even I, but even with it being a par 70, 7,200 yards is not something where distance is as big of a priority as it normally is. I worry a little bit on Cantley's, you know, tendency to be a little wild off the tee. But if he can keep it, you know, a little straighter than his, his – it's like when we pick on those guys that have it all together but putting. I feel like if Cantley can just keep it straight off the off the tee and keep his fairway game on, that he's going to be contending. Yeah, and he does he does have some great driving weeks. So if he puts together, yeah, I'm with you. Driving is the main wild card, but um, he hasn't really contended in in the majors this year yet. And the guy is just too good to go an entire major season without without truly contending. Like he's had he's had decent finishes at the at the. truly contended yet uh, at a major. I think this is it. So I could see I'm, I'm expecting Cantley to contend. I am too. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of his here. I mean, he's, his rating around the green, his rating and bogeys avoidance, his approach numbers, they're just so good. Uh, the other guy I like here is Mr. Paul Casey. He, he's just another guy who does a little bit of everything very well. He's very experienced. I feel like he's not intimidated in these crowds. You're getting a, a World-class golfer at 8,600. Yep. Big fan of Paul Casey this week. I don't blame you, but I am fading the chalk. <laughs> yeah, he's very he's, chalky. I think he's like number the, two. Is he number he's two? He's the hometown boy. He's the he's the countryman from England, yada, yada, yada. He's been playing great. All of that's true. Actually, I, I'm looking at the uh, ownership at uh, our favorite site to look at, at uh, as of now. Um Nine point one percent. That's a lot lower than I expected. <laughs> What's his lineup generator looking like? Because that's nine point two percent. Okay, I might actually get on Casey now. I know um, this is what I'm saying. I thought it'd be higher than that. He's been so popular in majors in that same price range. I thought he'd be higher. Okay, well I'm cool with Casey. Yeah, throw him in there. <laughs> throw him in there. I do like Scotty Scheffler though. Um, I know you know I like Scheffler. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Scotty Scheffler. The There's SS, never uh, been a day that we haven't sung his praises. No, Scotty's he's the forgotten one. This crop of Hovland, Morikawa, Wolf, and and Scheffler. Like he's in that he's in that class and he's damn, damn good. And he got his feet wet a little bit over there in Scotland last week. I think he's just that talented that he can well, his talent just supersedes any lack of links play. Yeah, he looks good in Scotland. Um 
The only thing I do worry That's about him is is he does he has that tendency to make poor decisions around the green. He makes some mistakes. Gets a little gets a little overly aggressive with, with you know chip and runs, and he's, um, he's not very high on my bogey avoidance list this week. That's the thing is he's he's such an aggressive player normally that he's going to make some bogeys and he's probably going to make some bogeys this week and I expect the winning score to be like six seven eight under. Um, if it's somewhere in that neighborhood, then I could see Scheffler. I could see Scheffler content like. Even if he finishes even par, but he makes more birdies than most guys in the field and more bogeys than most of the contenders, you're still winning out. So you're saying his draft, his draft king points are going to maybe be higher yeah. than his finishing points. Yeah, exactly. I'm not betting him to win this week, but in the low eight thousands, I like him as a DraftKings play. If you say Adam Scott, I'm going to reach through the screen and slap you. I still haven't forgiven you. I can't do it. His average fantasy points per game right now is six six six. It's just a sign. Gotta stay away. I mean, Adams are just the devil anyway. You gotta stay away from those guys. You know. All right, where else you going here? We talked about a couple of my favorites. Are you in line with me? Are you breaking the mold? You know what? I I like the guys you talked about. I like Cantlay a lot. I like Casey a lot. So are we doing three in the seven and up range? Yeah. So we're in the eights right now. Yeah, those are the kind of the guys I like there. I. I like, I'll be honest, I don't like a lot of the seven K guys. I uh I like to go a little deeper. Oh, there's there's some there's some good seven K guys, but I do like uh I actually like Justin Rose this week. I felt a little <laughs> bit of a cringe as I said it. I know, I felt um, it in my soul. Dude, the guy just putts out of his mind in in majors. He's finished he's finished seventh at the Masters and eighth at the PGA this year. Like what more do you want from the guy? I don't know. His last 50 rounds, he's like at the bottom of the field in all five of these categories. Right. Certain guys show up for majors. No, I know. I know. I he's a wily veteran. And it's I, his home I, country. I want no part of Lowry. No, I don't I either. Know, I want no part of it. You know Lowry's missed of his last five British Opens? He's missed four cuts. Yeah. He just happened to win the one that he made. Right. I want no part of that. Country. No part of that. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of the week, I was kind of high on Berger. I've kind of lost that luster. You know, I never had it, but I know he's going to be super popular at his price, yeah. which is understandable. But yeah, in the nine k in the nine k range, I'm going elsewhere. I don't love at his ownership. I don't love Berger. Seven k um, range, I mean, of course. Seven k. What I say, nine? Yeah. Okay, I'm losing my mind, but it's fine. Um, no, in the seven k range, I don't I don't love Berger at that ownership percentage. Guys that pop in the model for me, Harris English and Brendan Grace. Popping in the model. Uh, I love Brendan Grace this week. He's the first guy in the 7K range I was excited to click on. Hard not to like Matt Fitzpatrick. He's been playing fantastic golf. Um, yeah, Brandon Grace, man. I don't know how he's so cheap, but he is, so just play him. Get into a couple more of those grinders that I like. I like uh, I like Alex Noren down there at 72. I think he's a good value. And uh, who was the guy that I just? Oh, Bobby Mack. Bobby McIntyre at 7300. The lefty is he's about to show out. I think this is his kind of coming out party. Fair enough. He's a great uh, player from Scotland, which I have a lot of Scotland blood, Scottish blood. So, number six in fairways gained in the field. Number three in arg in the field. Number 10 in bogey, bogey avoided in the field, sitting this at 7,100. 
Brian Harmon. Uh, Brian Harmon. Number 13 in my model, sitting at 7,100. I'm a little salty because I played him last week and I had a phenomenal lineup outside of his dumb overpriced ass, but I can handle him at 7.1. I couldn't I couldn't do it at whatever he was, 10,000 plus last week. I mean, I feel like me. I feel like a short knocker has got a chance here. Yeah, and you know what? I could I could see him contending. He's played well at certain majors in the past, played well at the U.S. Open recently, and of course he really had no business playing well. I mean, I, I, I highlighted five stats, and he's top ten in three of them. It's hard not to consider throwing him in my lineup. Yeah, I can't I can't blame you. You're kind of talking me into Harmon a little bit. He wasn't the guy that was super high on my list, I think, probably because I was salty about last week. But you know what? <laughs> I get over things. Unlike you, no player no. is ever completely dead to me. No, I <laughs> there's so many to choose from, it's fine to You're have a, a few that are dead to me. I am dead to me. I am dead to me. Dead never again. All right. So let me let me uh put you to the spot. Seven and eight K, three favorite names to go. If I had to go with three favorites, uh, I do like because of the value, I love Brandon Grace. That guy at the bottom is is very, very high on my list. If we had to go one guy in the 8K range, because you got to throw somebody in there, um, it's not going to be Rose. I got to go. I got to go Cantley at 8,900. That's right. I think, I think Cantley is going to contend. I just. I'm putting a flat out bet on him. So do with that information as you want. How do, how do, <laughs> things, how do things line up when our guts align? Because I have a gut feel on him, too. Uh, I say we, we put a mortgage payment on it. That's what I'm saying. I'm down. You want to pull some equity out and bet in the next like few hours here? Yep, I got it. Pull some equity at your home. We're good. Under yeah. control. All right, um, man. So well, there's, I, so there's two, and then Bobby Mack at 7,300. Honestly, I have a very strong. Uh, I mean, the guys, the guys a stud. I like yeah. him a lot. I'm gonna go Cantley. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Brian Harmon. I just really like Harris English. I just like Harris English. So I'm gonna go Harris English. All right, let's talk deep value. Let's uh, let's let's get down into the deepness. Uh, number one in the model, Keegan Bradley. Number one in the model. Number one in the model. What do you think of you that? What, you know what happened last time? I didn't trust the model on a cam, right? That's right. He won. Keegan Bradley's not winning. I will go on record as saying this right now. I don't think he'll win, he, but for sixty-eight hundred, a, a top twenty-five would be fantastic. If Keegan wins, I'm just going to quit talking about golf. But, like, he could top – let's say he finishes 22nd. That's pretty good for 6,800. Okay. How many times has he finished 22nd or better in non-majors? Trust the model, my friend. Trust the model. Be quiet. The guy right below him, More Cameron Tringali, my friend. Cameron Tringali, number three in the model at 6,800. He's so tall. He's got skinny legs. Like the wind's just gonna blow his ass over. I think. I think my model automatically um, adds value points for Camerons. I'm. I'm convinced of it because Tringale <laughs> at seventy at sixty eight hundred is uh... no, number three in the model. Man, it goes Keegan Bradley, John Rahm, Cameron Tringale. 
I know I signed off on the on the stat categories you were going with, but I got a question. <laughs> I have to question the model. I just have to. I don't think you should. I think um, you should just I, let it okay. be. So there's the there's like the Wiley veteran factor at the British Open. Okay. There is. You've never yep. seen somebody around 60 years old contend before Tom Watson did it, and he did it and almost won the damn thing. Okay. The guy that stole it from him is Stuart Sink, and he's at $6,900. Man, we have put him in some lineups this year. And we he's have. Won, he's won twice this year. So yeah, it's I know. Not bad guy to have in lineups. I think Swat. Stewie, he's making, he's making cuts. It's one of those courses where if you can just be patient, for four rounds and put yourself in good position, not screw yourself. And he's played here twice before. Like that's got to count for something. I like Stewie sink a lot at six and a hundred bucks. Um, I know he's old. He's been over there for a couple weeks though. Hasn't played in a few weeks. How about Lucas like Glover at 66? Nah, I don't like glove to go. 26, 26th in the model, sir. It's the, it's the roller coaster of emotions though. I just don't think, uh, I don't think he's ready to respond. All right. Anybody else down here of note you oh, want yeah. to bring up? Yeah. There's so got? many good values. I know. I'm flipping through here. I'm flipping. Lucas through Herbert has been playing. Some, um, he's been playing some phenomenal golf. Herbert. Lucas Herbert. He's Herbert. He's Australian. I don't think it's Herbert. Yes. But he's shown he can play and contend at a very high level. Whoa, 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 whoa! Sam Burns at 63. Oh God, like, we're getting to that. Like we're getting to that. What? Sam Burns is down there with like, like DK British minimum Open. on Sam Burns. He's down there with like British Open champions from decades past. Bernhardt Langer. Yeah, he's down there with those guys, right? Um, getting to some other guys though in this neighborhood that are that are actually very uh, very worthy. I don't mind a little Joel Dahman this week. I could work with little Joel Dahman this week. Okay. He hits it straight. You know who we've been talking about all year is Charlie. Charlie. Charlie's got a very good ball flight for the British Open. He's that patient, wily veteran. Does make a lot of birdies, but he can he can be a little more, a little more Number patient. Number two so. in the field in approach. Number two in the field. In Dude, Charlie's, he is a iron striker. Yeah, okay. so I like Charlie a lot. Um, other than that, like, Mid six Ks, I just kind of look at it and go, most of these guys, I just don't know why you would force it. There's so much good value in the top of the sixes and bottom of the sevens that it's just not necessary. Other than Sam Burns, man, sixty three hundred bucks. Like, I think anybody who's paying attention has to look at Sam Burns and make that decision. The guy's won this season. He doesn't have a lot of links experience, but did go to Scotland last week and finished top twenty. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with for years to come. And what do you really need out of him at $6,300? If he makes the cut and finishes top 50, the guy makes a lot of birdies, he's going to have eagle opportunities. Like what, what do and you if really he opens up to you know, 9K and above players for you. Exactly. Like I made some lineups earlier. If we just go here real quick, it's not. I'm not saying you should do this. But if you do this. Before we go, if you just put in him and Lucas Herbert, who just won a couple weeks ago, finished fourth last week. He's a great player. Absolute flushes the ball. And then Stewart Sink. He's won twice this year. He's a veteran. He's won the British Open before. He's got a great links record. 
you've got 10K remaining for your last three players. Holy smokes. 10K. You could throw in Xander and Spieth and – okay, maybe not that. Pretty but close. Xander, like Xander and – You could put in Louis and Thomas Brooks. and Spieth. Xander, Louis, Brooks. Yeah. Uh, you could go like Rom, Hatton, and – Louis, like there's, there's so many good. You're making me want to load up the quarter jukebox. You probably should just starting with those three guys: Burns, Herbert, Haber, Herber, and Sink. All right, let's talk for a minute. Let's talk for a minute about a six percent owned Dustin Johnson at ten four. Ten four, good buddy. Um, Completely and utterly going overlooked. Like if you're just looking at this from a game theory perspective, I'm not trying to go like DFS geek on you, but DJ at 6%, you could pull it together. Talk me out of it. Like you're the one that's not drinking. Right. I, I can just see a guy like that who has made no news, who has been just letting Brooks and Bryson just dominate Twitter fights and being completely silent, being completely off the radar for like three months, who secretly for the last like three weeks is just out there dropping dimes on the green and is going to come out there and just explode in a victory. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love thinking like you're thinking right now, but here's a good one for you. Mm -hmm. Those those three guys we talked about in the 6K range. If you go with those three, then you go DJ, JT, and Xander. Mm, It's a pretty tasty lineup right there. What if that was the final three pairing and your other three guys made the cut? Is that good enough? I think it's a big prize. Is that I good enough? It's only two um, preparing, but I, yeah. I get well, you know what I mean. If those three are like top one, three. two, three at three. the end of the yeah. day, is it good enough to have three guys that just make the cut if you have one, two, and three? Depends on the difference between those top three guys and, and the next seven or whatever in the top ten. But to me, it's worth yeah. To me, it's worth that risk. And if if let's say Sink, Herbert, and Burns finish somewhere between thirtieth and fiftieth in DraftKings points, mm-hmm. you can make up that difference. Yeah. Real quick, and we got to get the heck out of here, my friend. Uh, we did. We didn't talk about P. Reed. Eighty-eight hundred. Patrick Reed. My concern with him is he doesn't drive us straight enough. I like the price. The guy's a scrambler. The guy's a grinder. But I just I don't think the course suits him all that well. I really don't. We as didn't talk about courses go. Tony Fino. No, we did not. And no, we will not. He's broken. <laughs> he's broken, fool. The guy, the guy can't break through, and he's taking lessons. He's working with a coach who also couldn't break through in his day, and we didn't talk about Ricky Fowler. Ricky's a guy I'm starting to starting to get a little higher on. I think Ricky's he's starting his resurgence, and uh, I don't hate him at 7,300 bucks. I think that's all I have, my friend. Party thoughts. It's going to be a fun week. Uh, it's one of those weeks where you really have no idea what is going to happen. I could see the weather calming down and someone finishing at 12, 1300 if they run away with it. I could see it getting fierce and someone shooting 400 to win so i love i love the fact that it's back it's been two years we missed it last year due to covid and 
I love the fact that it's back and ready to go. Um, I'm just excited to get up in a few hours and watch it. Fantastic, man. Well, you have been watching the Open Championship preview with Adam, the Johnny Danger, in the cup. Brought to you. You know a big job. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Make sure you are checking out, following us on all the social media. Be sure to become a member. We have a members-only Discord. Well, you'll have access to Adam and I and the other PGA team here, as well as all of your off-season NFL, your uh, second half of the season MLB, seasonal daily draft guides, DFS tools, you name it. It's there. Check it out, drrota.com. We'll catch you all after the Open Championship to show you what we're going to spend all of our winnings on. Shoes, probably shoes. All shoes, definitely shoes. All right, have a good one, guys.